everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are so excited to be here today to be talking about the best and maybe not so best of streaming this last quarter. So much fun. We're going to be talking Disney Plus. We're going to be talking Netflix, HBO Max, all the fun stuff. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. Austin Burke is here again. Thank you so much, Austin. Oh, I love these. These are so fun. I When you asked me, I was like, yes, we get to talk more streaming. And there's yes. been quite a bit since our last one. So we have a lot to talk about today, Rachel. We, we really do. And if you all listening, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes uh, where we were recapping all of 2020 streaming, then we did uh, the first half of the year. Now we're doing a quarter. Uh, and uh, you got to listen to those episodes because it's really fun. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And we're we're definitely hopefully going to be able to cover the Babysitter's Club coming up. Season two is coming up soon because we covered the first season and it was so good. Yes, it was. So, yeah, that's something to look forward to. But how have you been? I'm good. I'm 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 tired. <laughs> I'm always watching. I'll be honest, though. It's it's been of a uh, less of a Netflix heavy last two months and more of just I mean we're kind of getting back into movies and we've got other platforms dropping things HBO mm-hmm. Max and and some of these that weren't dropping as much lately so I've been watching a lot of things on a lot of different platforms and uh, now that we have movies coming back into theaters and Shang Chi rocking the box office it looks like October is going to be a massive month for movies and I'm ready for it. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. It has been definitely overwhelming with all of the releases coming out and then get ready for the award season. It feels like we just finished award season. Yeah. Because it was later. It really and did. We're, like, oh, we're starting again already. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good thing at, at the same time because it's like, I love covering award season, but at a point, it just it's going to get exhausting. And I'm like, I feel like after this award season, I'm going to need a big long break and I will not be thinking of awards. I'm just going to go watch all of the bad Netflix movies I can, Rachel, because I, I don't want to think about awards caliber films. All right. That's my yeah. plan. Is it a good yeah. one? I don't think it is. <laughs> make a trip, make a trip out to Utah. Come out for Sundance. So we can... Yes. <laughs> oh, I would love that. I really would. Yes. Uh, yeah. How do you, how do you feel watching? You cover so much of this Netflix, and you know, recently we had this quote from Patty Jenkins about how there's mm. really not a whole lot of value on streaming, and they need to up their game. How do you feel? Do you feel like the majority is not great, or there's you have to hunt, you have to dig for the diamonds in the rough? I, I guess in the grand scheme of things, there are a lot of of bad movies on streaming, right? But if you um, look at the you know, theatrical films in general, and you try to put all of those in a category, you're probably going to get more bad than good if you look at the last three to four years, right? Because there's so many movies coming to theaters. So Mm -hmm. I I saw that quote and I said, first of all, wasn't Wonder Woman 1984 a a streaming movie? Okay, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Second of all, (laughs) I mean, come on. And second of all, I have seen, you can't generalize that because I've seen so many phenomenal streaming films, not only on Netflix, but other platforms that just go unnoticed. Like even last year, Shudder had a couple of good movies that I thought were really good quality. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to find your diamonds in the rough, but even if you can't find that many, there are still good movies to be had. And last year, Netflix, they rocked uh, the Oscars. And this year, it's looking like Netflix, they're going to rock the Oscars. So yeah. I, I just, I saw that quote and I just wasn't, uh, I wasn't entirely on board with okay. what she said. 
especially in the world of animation, it's just becoming such an incredible resource uh, for animators. Uh, these yeah. uh, platforms, I mean, the you have things like what they're doing in Netflix, whether just on the shows, uh, but also in the uh, in the movies that they are purchasing or they are financing themselves, which is mm-hmm. it's very exciting. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Well, let's start with Disney Plus. <laughs> and one of the shows that I totally dismissed and didn't think looked very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I started to watch it and I was like, wow, this is really good and really well, well written is Big Shot. And okay. this, uh, John Stamos uh, plays this, uh, this basketball coach. He's NCAA basketball coach. Well, he has uh, an anger incident. So he... Uh, is fired uh, and he's trying to put his life back together. He ends up getting a job working at a girls high school, private girls high school. And uh, he's also there with his daughter. And this show is really well done. I really liked Stamos in his role. I liked all of the teenage characters. I thought they did a really good job. They had interesting uh, character arcs and it was just, it was way better than I expected it to be for sure. And it was just actually quite good. I watched the first couple of episodes that that's, you know, it's a show that I wasn't going to review. So I consider those more of my fun watches, right? I'm going to watch them when I get time. And I watch the first couple of episodes and what I've seen so far, I I agree. I I love his, obviously his charm. He's like the most charming guy ever, but there's a couple qualities to his character that I didn't expect, which I really liked. And uh, the team that he's, he's dealing with here, they're, really sweet. And I love relationships. And uh, I like that Disney, you know, sometimes it can be overwhelming, but a little bit of cheese in there that makes a show like this work, in my opinion, but also the heart uh, so far through the series that I've noticed. So uh, I'm with you. I I can't wait to finish it. It's a it's an unexpected show because I didn't like the trailer very much. Yeah, me either. I didn't expect, but then I heard from a few other people that it was good, and so I gave it a shot. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully that, that's something that this show can do. Maybe people will hear about it and give it a shot, because I think it deserves a second season. Hopefully, cross yeah. fingers, that we'll get it. For sure. Uh, did you have a chance to watch The Bad Batch, the, uh, the Star Wars uh, animated show? I watched the first, again, it's it's one I watched the first couple episodes, um, mostly because I got a screener for it. Didn't end up covering the show. It was good. I enjoyed the episodes that I watched. I wasn't as compelled as some of the other Star Wars shows to continue with it, like a Clone Wars, this and that. Um, I feel like I will go in eventually just to get that lore because I'm a big Star Wars guy. I've got to get the lore, right? But it's not a show that I was like craving to go back to, if I'm being honest with you. But I have heard it's gotten good at points and then other episodes maybe not as good so i have you had the chance to watch it? i'm not sure where to fall on it just I'm the yet. same i got the screener i watched the first two three episodes mm-hmm. and same. it had things i liked about it but i found the lead girl character the young girl very irritating i don't yeah. like her at all. i know <laughs> what you mean she was just i don't know just her whole personality and she was kind of a know-it-all and i just mm-hmm. I did not like her character. Maybe it kind of grow on her a little bit, but that's why I didn't keep watching it. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree with that. Favorite. Um, but yeah, I've heard that it does get pretty good. And I, you know, I love, I love rebels is my favorite of the show. Oh, I just rebels, love rebels is so good. It was so good. Yes. So, 
Okay, then we had actually on Disney Channel, it's not on the Disney Plus yet, but it should be. Uh, the decom for this year is a little movie called Spin. Okay. And it is so cute about this girl who's uh, Indian. Uh, and her family runs this restaurant and she wants to kind of help out there, but she also wants to become a, a mixer. I don't know, a DJ. You know, I don't know well the terminology. But anyway, and she's great at putting together these like mixes and, and making the, the music work. And so she ends up entering this competition. It was really cute. It was one of the better decoms I've seen for a while. Uh, and uh, so definitely something to look out for. Uh, it, I liked the lead performance. I liked there wasn't really a romance. Uh, so that was nice. It was just um, her being confident and um, uh, her entering this this competition. And yeah, it was I liked it. I liked it a lot. I will be honest. I I used I grew up with a lot of those Disney Channel uh, Disney Channel original movies mm-hmm. and my good like something like Lemonade Mouth. Did you ever see that one, Rachel? <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. It was yeah. so good. I, I love those so. Especially yeah. the musicals. I have a soft spot for them. I I think they're fun. <laughs> I'm a High School Musical fan. I I will be flat honest. Damn. I grew up with that. I knew the characters up and down, and I was obsessed. Okay, I loved it <laughs> growing up for sure. Yes. Well, speaking of that, let's talk about High School Musical, the musical, the series, the most ridiculous mm-hmm. title of any show. Uh, so season two, we talked about it in the previous episode. We talked about season two because it started off great. But I have to say, I didn't love the ending. Oh, no. And we won't spoil it for people. Okay. But just, I don't know if it was COVID that made it end a certain way. But I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't love the ending. And Miss Jen, she drives me crazy. I don't like Miss Jen. At all. <laughs> we were, we were actually going to cover it. We were going to do an episode. Me and Jennifer Chandler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were both kind of like, uh, it's bonus. Why? You know, we're not feeling it. There's no reason we have to yeah. cover it. And because uh, it's not a hallmark, and so they've got some work to do, I think. Because they still, it's still overall a good show, but. But I, I love EJ and Gina. They're my favorite. They are such a great couple. They have such yeah. great chemistry. Uh, and um, I really wanted them to kiss at the end. I'm like, come on, no. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> so I don't know how people, if you're listening and you watched High School Musical, Musical the Series, season two, what did you think of the ending? Because I know that. Most of my friends, we weren't a fan. Jennifer wasn't a fan. Kristen, my friend, Chris Maldonado, she really didn't like it. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's a shame. Well, I, I'm exactly where I was when we last talked. I've, I've just watched the first couple episodes of season two, and so far, so good for me. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you reflect a lot of the comments that I saw on Twitter when that finale aired. Not a lot of people were not bummed out about it. They were just like, yeah, it just fizzled out. You know, yeah. and that's yeah. never good when a series fizzles out. So we'll see, I guess. Uh, did you get to see the shorts that are goofy how to stay at home? Did you watch any of those? No, I did not. I did not. These are only two to four minutes. They're real short shorts and they are so cute. I okay. love them. Uh, they really capture that old feel of the goofy shorts. You okay. Know, like how to assemble a tele, you know, how to set up your TV or, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. 
they're, like, they're really short. So people should check them out. I feel like shorts have been a real gem in, uh, in the whole streaming platform because yeah. there are things that people tend to ignore unless they're at the beginning of a Pixar movie. People don't pay attention to the shorts for sure. But now because they're on the, the, uh, Streaming, I feel like they're getting more attention, which is is I'm excited about. I like what was that. the one that you encouraged me to watch last time we spoke on Netflix? Uh, what was again? the name of it? Yes, I watched that and it was absolutely phenomenal. I can't even remember if I logged it on Letterboxd, but <laughs> I, I was overwhelmed. I watched it again with my so wife good. and she loved it. So what a great recommendation that was, Yay, Rachel. Yay, I'm so glad. Yeah, I awesome. love that short so much. Still one of my favorite films of the year. Beautiful. Absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what did you think of Loki? I loved (laughs) Loki. Oh my gosh. I loved Loki. I thought it was outstanding. Other than episode three, which I I thought was a little bit of a snooze. um, The other episodes were were outstanding. It's, you know, setting up the future of the the MCU, not to spoil anything, um, but it also does a great job with its characters and, and, and gives us a couple of standouts like Richard E. Grant and, um, Alligator Loki, which I'm rocking oh that pop gosh. figure over there. I just thought it was uh, it was a great series, and it really gave me a new appreciation. I mean, obviously, we love Hiddleston as Loki, but um, to see so many different aspects to his character showcased in a series with some great artistic elements, right? The cinematography and, and uh, the color, the look to the show, and that great score that just mixes right in and fits perfectly in the universe. I thought this show was great. Yeah, I can't think of very many shows that were so surprising as Mm -hmm. both WandaVision and Loki, but especially Loki, because you're in that you're in all these familiar tropes. And yet it's there's something different about it. And it just kept surprising me and catching me off guard. And I just thought it was great. I loved the ending. It has me super pumped for the next couple movies. And I mean, I loved Shang-Chi. But yes. I like Loki even better. Me too. That's that's mm-hmm. exactly where I am. And and those two things, um, I I would say Shang Chi even over Wanda WandaVision, those are my two favorite Marvel projects of the year. And yeah. Loki firmly above that. But I, I think what Marvel is doing right now with their TV shows on Disney Plus expanding and then still giving us great origin stories for new heroes. I thought Phase Four. I was worried. Me too. But they're they're in great shape right yeah. now really great it's shape i'm so excited exciting. i can't think of a phase that's had just so many wins in a row yeah yeah non-stop yeah because i mean yeah. even falcon and winter soldier which was less successful is still better than something like iron man 2 absolutely really phases and that's what i say about that show is it is my least favorite of the show so far but it's yeah. still good content i was just disappointed with some elements whereas loki I can't think of a lot of things I was disappointed by because mm-hmm. it was one that I wasn't really anticipating right. as much. Right. So it's just, you look at it in two different ways, but at the end of the day, I, I don't think they've had a, I don't think they've had a, a failure or anything close to that this year. They've just been rocking it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Luca. So this was the new film yes. from Pixar that was just released straight to Disney plus. Mm-hmm. And I was really charmed by Luca. I thought it was very sweet. Uh, just a simple story of friendship, which I don't think we get enough of in movies uh, of these two boys. And I loved 
just the whole escapist quality of the sort of trip to Italy kind of feel of it. Yeah. And the animation obviously was gorgeous because it's Pixar. Uh, and I don't know. I just, I just, it's one that I keep kind of thinking about and wanting to go to. And my go back to my niece, Lucy, she loved it. She, she was just really taken with it. What did you think of it? I loved it. I thought it was great, you know, and, and I said this in my review, and and it's it's hard when you put it up against some of these other Pixar movies, right? Uh, and I think that was a lot of what I was seeing is like, oh, Luca's not as good as this. But I I like to take that out of it and just look at it on its own terms as a beautiful uh, animated movie about friendship and this other culture that we don't often get to look at as deep as we did in this film and and great voice acting and all of these different things and I, I was really especially the end I was kind of overwhelmed unexpectedly overwhelmed with emotion and I thought it just did a great job and I think the best part is Rachel you said it uh, both of my younger cousins boy and girl they both let me know that that is by far their favorite movie of the year. They said Luca is amazing. And I think that's what it's all about, right? You hit families, you hit someone like me, you hit the older generation. That's what Pixar does. And I think Luca is a great example of that. Yeah, I agree. And some people criticize it for being small and simple, but to me, that was its greatest strength. Sure. Yeah. And we just got soul, which was very ambitious and it very was. kind of a lot of ideas going on. It was kind of refreshing now to get something that was just a simple story simple. friendship, which mm -hmm. I, I think was really good. Okay. Then we had monsters at work. Uh, did you get to see any of this series? I haven't. And I was just talking about this the other day. I am shocked with how little people are talking about this because it's Pixar and it's mm -hmm. monsters Inc, but no one is talking about it. It's true. I, I think it's a cute show. I think maybe okay. part of it is that it's, you don't get a ton of Mike and Sully. Like it's about this other character. Okay. And so maybe that's part of the reason why is it's not like a prequel or a sequel, I guess, really like there's some of them in there, but maybe that's part of it. But I had the chance to interview the director, Steven Anderson. He was awesome and uh, really interesting. And I actually haven't finished all of them, but I I've liked what I've seen. It was very cute. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Um, and then another surprise that I wasn't going to watch, but my uh, my friend Amber, she wanted to do a podcast on it, and so I ended up watching it. Is uh, Turner and Hooch, uh -huh. and this show is very very well done. It's directed or created by uh, the pilot is directed by Mick G, and then the whole thing is like produced by him, and you can kind of tell it has that kind of pulpy action. Feel yeah. it's pretty violent for Disney Plus. Like there's like shootouts. There's a whole Die Hard episode where he's like Dang. wearing a wearing a you know one of those tanks things that like a Die Hard. He's got the machine gun and okay, yeah, he's <laughs> like yippee ki but he doesn't say what they say Die Hard, of course. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I think the show is actually really well done, charming, and there's there's like two there's the romance and there's also like another romance got two romans going on uh the casting's really good a lot of hallmark people so y'all listening okay. you'll love it it's got paul campbell it's got uh vanessa legere's in it who's been in the hallmark hallmark movies it's got uh um matt mccall he's in an episode uh, just a ton of people that are in hallmark movies um, matt hamilton who's in a ton of hallmark movies he's in it because it was all filmed in vancouver 
So okay. you're going to get a lot of those Hallmark people in the show. And uh, it, if people want to check out our, I'll put a link to our episodes, uh, recapping episodes one through five, me and Amber. Um, but hey, did you get a chance to see this at all? I did not, but I, I love Josh Peck. I do. Yeah. I, I've uh, I, I've had a chance to converse with him a couple of times in my Vine days, and he's such a nice guy, and I'm always rooting for him, and it's nice to see him get a role like this. So it's nice to hear that it's it's a good quality show, for sure. Yeah, I hope it gets a second season. I had actually never, I think I'd seen one episode of Drake and Josh, but I wasn't super familiar with him. Okay, yeah. That's so. like, oh man, Drake and Josh. Oh man, I love that. I grew up with that show. It was one of my absolute favorites. All right. Yes. Uh, So then we have what if, what did you, what have you thought of what if? So I I've seen three of the episodes so far. um, I thought it got off to a little bit of a rocky start. I thought the um, captain Carter episode was a little too fast paced. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she's a great character. I thought the pacing was way too fast in that episode. Uh, the next episode was a little better, in my opinion. It was really fun. Uh, the episode where the Avengers are uh, getting taken out, uh, and I won't go any further than that, was really interesting. This big uh, mystery of sorts, unlike it. So it's slowly getting better. I will say, though, my favorite has been episode four, the one that I wasn't as excited about, which is the Doctor Strange episode. It is so dark and so emotional. And, you know, it could point to certain things in the future of the MCU. There's talk of maybe some tie-ins there. So uh, I'm really hyped for this week's zombie episode. So far, I think the show is, um, is doing a really good job of what it's trying to do. Yeah, I mean, I love Peggy Carter so much that I still love the first episode because I love her so much. And, uh, and yeah, I really enjoyed, uh, the three episodes I've seen. I've just been so busy. I haven't a chance to see four, but, uh, I definitely have to watch it because I've heard that from more than just you, that it's really good. It's really, really good. And the animation is, is nothing to sneeze at. It's, it's pretty good. It is. And, and Marvel's, you know, some of the voices, you know, obviously not, uh, some of our recognizable names like Robert Downey, but, uh, for the most part, I think the voice work from our actors that we know, they do a really good job. So I I like what they're doing there. Mm -hmm. And so cool to hear Chadwick Boseman one more time. Oh, Oh. I loved it. Oh, he was so good. It broke my heart, but it is. Yes. Um, okay. One more on, well, I guess we should talk about just quickly about black widow because that mm-hmm. is on Disney Plus. We didn't talk about last time. And I enjoyed Black Widow. When I saw it in the theater at the screening, I, we had just been traveling all day, and I went mm-hmm. with my niece, and I was really tired. <laughs> so, <I didn't, laughs> so it took me... Uh, I still had fun, uh, but it, then I watched it the second time. I was able to, to really enjoy it a little bit more. Uh, I really liked like the family dynamic. I thought it was really fun. I thought the action was fun. Uh, I mean, it's it's not going to change your life, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's exactly where I am. I think it's a good, not great MCU movie that yeah. uh, it goes a little too heavy on those tropes that we know from the third act of Marvel movies. I loved the scaled down first two acts, though. The uh, actors were, were incredible. Florence Pugh and and obviously Red Guardian is one of my standout characters now from this year. He's a great character. And I, I loved, you know, just 
getting that backstory growing up, what, what she had to go through becoming Black Widow. I thought that was great. It was such a cool origin story. So I really like Black Widow. It's a good movie, uh, but it's not necessarily one I'm going to write home about like, like a Shang-Chi or a Loki, you know? Right. Yeah. And the last one I'll mention is Wolfgang is on Disney plus, And this mm. is one of those celeb biopics type movies about, um, about Wolfgang Puck. Cool. And I, I saw it at South by Southwest, just now on Disney Plus, and it was very entertaining. I like learning cool. about people and their life and how they get to where they are. And, and it's uh, it, he's an interesting life story because uh, he his, his stepfather was very abusive and he just like mm-hmm. left home. And uh, they were actually trying to find him, and they're they're putting out. He actually got a notice from the like the Austrian government, like where your family's looking for you and all this stuff. He's like, okay, fine. And because uh, he wanted to get away from this stepfather. And uh, anyway, it, it was, he had a, he's a good storyteller. So he was an engaging person for one of these type of movies. Too. Cool. So I would That's recommend awesome. checking that I love out. Wolfgang. I, I'm a big food fan. And anytime he comes yeah. on Chef Ramsey's show, I'm freaking out over here. So that's, <laughs> that's really cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about Netflix. And uh, we will start with Afterlife of the Party. And this is a movie that I, when I saw the poster, I was like, you know, that looks (laughs) bad. But then I watched it. And partly because your review, you had said it was it was pretty good. And I really liked it. And I think that our audience at Hallmarkies will will really enjoy it. And I it's about this these two friends, the one girl ends up, uh, ends up dying and then coming back, uh, to kind of make things right with her friend. And I could have done without all of the supernatural elements and have it just be about, uh, Midori uh, Ito's character. Yes. She was yes. so great. And I loved her in Dash and Lily, which yes. is RIP Dash and Lily. <laughs> oh, why did it get canceled? Oh, but, but she is so cute in this movie and I really liked her little relationship and I thought that was great. And I, I just enjoyed it. I thought it was a very sweet little, uh, little movie. I think we might actually end up covering it, uh, for on friendship because it's about a friendship, uh, coming up, uh, in the future. But what did you think of, uh, afterlife of the party? It was a sweet little film. I mean, yeah. I, I had my my criticisms. I thought they went a bit heavy on, like you said, the supernatural elements for sure. But uh, when you look at their friendship and really warming up to Victoria Justice's character and, and getting on board with that relationship, and uh, I was actually invested in those two. Uh, so I think that's a great example of of uh, maybe one of the best friendships I've seen in a movie this year. I know that's a very specific highlight uh but mm-hmm. their chemistry was just so great when you have two talents especially i mean r.i.p dash and lily like you said one of the best shows but so man, she is an up-and-comer like yeah. i am so pumped to see her in other things because she she took this role that could have been a forgettable role and made it like a, a standout yeah. of this movie and a standout on netflix this year so uh definitely the cast is the highlight of the movie here and it's cute as well yeah. as you watch. I'm like, ah, it's a cute film. So I just think people who like Hallmark movies will like this movie. Yeah, really absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But a movie that they won't like is America, the motion picture. <laughs> oh, sometimes yeah. I try to go out of my comfort zone and see <laughs> things that I, you know, 
taking a little risk. Yeah. So I, that's what I, my thought was with this one. It's animated. You know, maybe I'd like it. I hated this movie so much. Real? Oh, no. terrible. I, oh. I know it's not made for me and my sensibilities and who I am. But I just thought it was so repetitive and annoying and loud. And I just, I didn't think it was funny. Funny would save all. Yeah, but I didn't think it was funny. It was just shock for shock's sake. I, I, I don't know. I did not like it. <laughs> I actually thought it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say it was a well-made movie. I, I do. I'm with you. I think some of the jokes were used over and over. Um, you know, it would be like I would laugh the first two times they would do it, and then the next three times I'd be like, "Ah, why are you still doing it? Uh, let's move yeah. on." Uh, but uh, I thought the animation was—it has that Archer. I mean, it's from the creators yeah. of Archer. It has that style. It's Lord Miller's producers. I could feel their presence a little bit in this movie. I was disappointed with what I, I i was hoping it would be i was hoping it would be a better story i don't think the story was very good uh, but i i did personally laugh so i i, I gotta mm-hmm. give it uh, a little bit of kudos for that but man this is a this is a raunchy film oh, let me tell you so very raunchy like yes <laughs> yes for sure it, it's my least favorite movie i've seen all year i just oh wow you should watch he's all that <laughs> okay <laughs> 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 uh, okay then we have Last Letter from Your Lover. This movie had has a great cast. Uh, and it's based on a book by Jojo Mize, who's my least favorite author. I oh, wow. <laughs> She's terrible. But it has Shailene Woodley and Felicity Jones, who are great, of course. And it's okay. I didn't go fresh on it because it was just too slow. And, like, I don't know. It didn't do a whole lot for me with the story um but it's okay it's well made it's yeah. definitely um you know the performances elevate it elevate it so it's about this girl who finds this old letter uh this love letter and then she's she's gonna she's starting to research and find who they are and put all the pieces back together so you have the flashbacks it's it's a little it'd probably be one of those movies better at like 1.5 speed <laughs> This is one of those films that I started to watch, uh, but I was actually on vacation, which I still reviewed a lot of stuff on vacation. But because of the pacing in the first five, 10 minutes, I said, I don't know if this is worth not walking over to the beach for, you know what I mean? So I'm just going to just gonna not do it so um it's kind of good to know that my thoughts of the pacing but it it did look like it had the potential to be cute i will say that and it did kind of wrap things up towards the end in us in a pretty satisfying way okay uh which isn't always the case with jojo mice uh her she did me before you which i don't like at all Mm, not for me okay (laughs) then we have sailor moon eternal so if you're a fan of Sailor Moon, there's a new movie and uh, it's, it, it, this is very well done. If you like, again, if you like Sailor Moon, this one's really good. And uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. And I like how getting all of our characters back together and uh, there's some cute moments uh, uh, between the girls and, uh, and they, they have to kind of get back together and uh defeat the um the villain you know as you expect uh so i enjoyed it i think if you like sailor moon you should check it out 
Yeah, I don't really know anything about Sailor Moon. That's the only reason why I skipped this because I just I had no connection to it. Uh, but I did. I watched. Uh, I read a couple reviews. Watched the Ruby Tuesdays review on, on YouTube and and had heard some good things to say about it. So yeah. um, I, I may have to get more invested in that because it's a very popular uh, yeah. IP. So I definitely like I wanna... know enough. And it's been a while since I saw it, so I'm having to kind of reach and remember. But uh, but I know enough to be able to get it and want enjoy watching it, but not enough to be able to like wax eloquently about it, you know, mm-hmm. like some anime people. Can okay. Do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's because there's some hardcore fans of Sailor Moon in there. So yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I finished. I mentioned it last time about Dairy Girls, and then I was in mm. season one. That's D E R R Y, Dairy Girls. I finished season one and season two. I love the show so much. It's okay. so good. It's so funny. Season two is probably funnier even than season one. And uh, I love the cast. Uh, and I just hope that we get season three because they're kind of, they kind of ended things on the spot where it's like, you want to know what's going to happen next. But the problem is, is they haven't been able to shoot for so long that now the actors are like, not teenagers at oh, all. No. Like, so then what are they going to do? And so I don't know if we ever will, but I really love season one and two. It's, it's very good. It is pretty raunchy, so not mm-hmm. for everybody, but it's really good. I need to watch season two. I did watch season one. It was oh, very you, good did, with, with the intentions on on reviewing season two, and, and I just never got to it, unfortunately. But season one was very, very good. So right? this is a quality yes. show uh, with a great sense of uh, of humor, some great characters. So. I, oh, I good. I'm so glad you two. watched it. Yeah. I did. I did. I heard some good things. Then you said you love season one. So I was like, okay, I got to yeah. get on this. So it was really good. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's just go through a, quick, a few more quickly. Uh, so we had a couple animated films. We have Loud House, the movie, Vivo, and Wish Dragon. Which one mm-hmm. of these were you able to see? I didn't see Loud House, the movie, even though I heard really good things about it. Uh, the Wish Dragon and Vivo, both of them for me were okay films. I thought they were both sweet in their own way. Wish Dragon mm-hmm. was a little cliche, but I liked the relationships. I, I thought it moved a bit quick. Vivo, the songs were great. I thought the story was a bit forgettable, but I do think they both do a, a good job of appealing to families and kids. So I, I think kids will will enjoy both of these films. And of course, Lin-Manuel, you, you can't go wrong with, with his uh, the way he does music and songs and everything. Yeah, I agree with you basically on those. The Loud House movie, it was very charming, and I enjoy the show. I, I haven't seen every episode, but I've seen a couple seasons. And okay. somebody who has come from a big family, I can definitely relate to the themes. And uh, in this uh, movie, I think they do a good job. I mean, it basically feels like a longer episode of the show, okay. but I'm fine with that. These kind cool. of these kind of shows. So uh, that was good. I actually went rotten on wish dragon just because it felt so familiar to me sure and yeah. but i did like the animation it's not terrible i didn't hate it i'm pretty close really even though i went fresh on vivo i went on mm-hmm. uh, yeah uh, my scores kind of... were very similar with the two very similar yeah. <laughs> but i love the animation in vivo i thought it was beautiful mm-hmm. and, it was. and the music of course is great although some of them had like an electric sound to it that i thought was i didn't love yeah yeah, a little, little different, a little out there for Lynn Manuel. Yeah, it was I would have preferred it more acoustic in sure. style. And I didn't love the little girl. She was a little annoying. I agree. I, I was hoping it would be more more Vivo and his first yes. owner. Yes. Um, but yeah, unfortunately. Agreed. 
Okay, last one for Netflix. We have Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed. Uh, did you get to see this one? Did I'm a big Bob Ross fan, big Bob Ross fan. So I was all in on this. Now, you know, it wasn't in terms of it being a documentary that stands out. It, it is kind of your same old documentary. And the fact that they couldn't get a lot of interviews because of the legal ramifications yeah. is a bit of a detriment on the documentary itself. But in terms of what we got, it was really good, really interesting. And it makes you really mad at the people who sell Bob Ross's stuff. Let me tell you, because there's yeah. a... <laughs> Made me angry. Yeah, I was worried when I saw the the title. I was like, "Oh no, it's going to be a, like a smear piece on Bob I Ross." Know. I thought so too. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not. Let your fears be <laughs> because yes, it uh, it's it's about what people did with his his image and his likeness and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so definitely, if you're a fan of his, it's worth it's worth watching. Um, so speaking of documentaries, there's a documentary called Misha and the Wolves which is out on Netflix right yeah. now. And I loved this movie out of Sundance. It blew my mind. I don't want to tell a whole lot because the more fresh you can be, the better for this movie because it took twists and turns that I could never believe. It's basically about this woman who writes this memoir about the fact that when she, uh, that she survived the Holocaust years by living with these wolves in the forest. And okay. that's all I'll say. <laughs> I remember you raving about this oh. film back at Sundance and I, I just completely missed it coming on Netflix. I have to check it out. It's been oh, my it's watch so list good. ever since you were raving about it, but it, it does sound interesting. So when I'm you definitely going to watch it. Text me. Okay. I hear what you think. Okay. I will. It, it sounds good. It sounds it's really good. So I'm excited about it. If you like documentaries, did you ever see um, uh, Three Identical Strangers? Oh my gosh. It's one like of my favorite was it Hulu? Uh, one of my favorites yeah. uh, that I, that I saw that year. Literally it's one of my so favorite good. movies in my top twenty yeah. of the year. Fantastic. Same. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. I highly recommend uh, everybody watch it. It was yes. really good. Agreed. Um, so then we also had the Witcher Kingdom: Ashen of the North. Yes. And yes. You so, saw this. Yes, I did, and and there were. Uh, a couple of things about these. So you have Kingdom Ashen of the North, which is a, a spinoff of Kingdom, right? And then you have The Witcher, which is a spinoff of the, the television show. And both of these, I'm like, Netflix is doing this more often. They're doing these little movies that fit into the larger universe, but I don't know if they're going to. But both of them worked really well. Ashen of the North has some of the best cinematography I've seen all year. It's incredible. And as a standalone film, it works really well. Uh, if you're a fan of Kingdom, that one of the best zombie shows on Netflix, I would recommend that. And then The Witcher uh, is an anime. Netflix calls most of their animated movies anime, but I would say it's an animated movie in the world of The Witcher that gives you a backstory on one of those characters that's going to be in season two. That one's a great one as well. So Netflix is doing this more often. They're doing these spinoffs of their larger shows uh, mm. with these individual films. So when I'm putting them on letterbox and ranking them on the year, it's hard for me because I'm like, it feels like an episode of the show, yeah. but it's a movie, but they're really good quality. So I, I'm glad they're doing this. And I think they're doing a couple more uh, for the Witcher, maybe even before season two, mm -hmm. right after season two, but they've got a lot of these in the pipeline, which it's is cool. kind of nice. You just get a little taste for the fans that are waiting for the next one. Like I'd love if they did something like that for Bridgerton. Oh my God. 
Oh yeah, that would see or things like that would be awesome. And even, I mean, heck, it's been two years since Stranger Things. Give us a yeah. little animated spinoff. I mean, go yeah, on. That's true. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Best-selling author Melody Carlson has enchanted readers with her uplifting Christmas tales for decades. Now she invites fans to journey overseas to the beautiful French Alps in the delightfully romantic Christmas novella about family, love, and a hidden treasure in A Christmas in the Alps. Pick up Christmas in the Alps wherever you purchase your books or use our affiliate link in the description below. For more information on Melody Carlson, please visit her website, hpsmelodycarlson.com. That's melodycarlson.com. All right, let's talk about Amazon. We've got a couple okay. on there. So we have Annette on Amazon. And this is a crazy movie. It's one of the weirdest movies I think I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. Uh, it's a musical about this comic that's very outrageous and his wife, who is a opera singer, yeah. and they have a child named Annette. And it's full of songs from the Sparks Brothers. Uh, it starts out really great with this incredible one take that follows the the, awesome. the, uh, the band and them. And, and that's really the, the first song is very effective. Yes. Um, and I think overall, I, I did give it fresh because it's just so crazy and interesting and something to talk about. And it's beautifully made. And I think the performances are good. I do think that it's, it's kind of all over the place. I don't really know what it's trying to say or what it's trying to do, what the story is. Uh, it kind of, and it's really long. I think something like this that is so abstract, it needs to be more succinct because I think this movie is honestly about an hour too long. But overall, I, I, I'm glad I saw it. And it's one that I keep thinking about and wondering about and, and different things. It's that kind of movie. But it's definitely not for Hallmark. It is definitely a hard R rating. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you think of Annette? Uh, I echo most everything you just said. I it's it's unlike anything I've ever seen, and yeah. uh, even the music. I my issue with the music is that a lot of it was really repetitive. Right when Driver's on stage, he's getting the feedback from the audience. We get a lot of those scenes at the beginning, yeah. and I'm like, okay, can we move on? I thought the second half of the movie was really effective that and of course that opening one take, which was phenomenal. But I'm with you on the fact that I just don't know what it was trying to say. And I think that's what kept it from reaching its full potential yeah. for me. It's definitely an artistic vision. And I have a feeling if I took a couple of my friends into that movie theater, they would never let me pick the movie again. Uh, they would say, <laughs> what is wrong with you, Austin? But as for someone that en enjoys artistic visions like this, uh, with a little bit of structure, I think this movie has it for sure. But some of the imagery here is some of the creepiest imagery you're going to see all year. Oh, my goodness. This movie yeah. is crazy. It's, it <laughs> it's really crazy. is. It's out there. Yes. <laughs> Well, speaking of musicals, we also had Cinderella. We did. And <laughs> I think that this movie was made for the decom kind of crowd. Agreed. Um, except for it didn't have the choreography or some of the, the strengths of a, a decom. I think some of the music worked. I like the costumes. I like Adina Mazel. She's all hail Adina Mazel. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was weird because her character, even though I loved her in it, her character wasn't really that evil. She was like, well, this is the society we live in. So yeah. you're going to have to make it work. She didn't Let really even object to Cinderella going to the ball. 
She's yeah. like, you can help out our family. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I watched this with Sean and Jennifer Chandler and Sean is just over there like, what? What did Sean? Oh my gosh. What did Sean say? That is hilarious. <laughs> it was and I was like, well, it's better than he's all that. <laughs> <laughs> See, it is better than he's all that. I, yeah. Oh man, I this movie. The thing is, it's not, I, I do appreciate a couple of things here. And I was entertained at points. I will fully admit because mm-hmm. I love a musical that embraces being a musical. And it has yeah. fun with being a musical. And it does that. My issue with this film is, I've heard these songs before clearly and I've heard them done better. I'm just going to go listen to the original song. If you're going to do something like that, make it appealing to a point to where you're either switching it up in a way or giving us some consistency with the types of songs that you're using. And I did not like that choice and it almost ruined the entire movie for me. And then some of the performances didn't quite work for me. Uh, I'm with you on Adina Mazzel. It was cool seeing Pierce Brosnan in there. Uh, It was random but it was cool but i just think this film as a whole you know if you're going to give me these cinderella moments they have to stick out as at least competing with the countless times that i've seen it done before i said this in my review i thought maybe if they were going to do this just make it a period piece don't make it cinderella do something else well and not only have we seen movies like this uh, for instance the descendants is basically very similar on disney channel But we've literally seen a Cinderella movie with cover songs with Ella Enchanted. I mean, and that's definitely better. There's no For doubt sure. about it. And For sure. so that's yeah, the way I you execute it, it properly. It's not yeah, as Ella Enchanted. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, and I'm the musical person and I still, it wasn't great, but mm-hmm. it was fun watching it. Which <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Sure. Real quick. There is a show called the pursuit of love, which I was actually really looking forward to with, uh, Lily James. Uh, but I didn't like it. I felt like okay. it was trying too hard to be kind of shocking in a, uh, in a period piece format. Like I felt like it okay. was doing what Bridgerton did well in like Bridgerton. You never feel like it's trying to shock you with some of the, the elements like the modern music or the, like it just weaves in naturally on Bridgerton And here. It felt like, pay attention to us. Look at us. And I just grew weary of it. I I only ended up watching two episodes. I didn't really like it. I guess it's based on a really famous book, but it's a skip in my opinion. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's one that I I, I saw and I just didn't, I I don't know. I didn't really catch my interest. So I I missed it, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then there's the courier, which I actually saw at Sundance in uh, 2020 with Benedict Cumberbatch. And I think this is a pretty good little thriller uh, with him playing this, um, this man who gets kind of deputized to be a courier for the like, CIA. And he starts out just kind of sheepish and quiet. And the more he gets kind of involved, the more uh, outspoken he becomes. And Jesse Buckley plays his wife, who I love her so much. Yes. I thought this was pretty good. Yeah, that's the one movie everybody keeps getting on Letterboxd and saying, Austin, you have to watch The Courier, <laughs> so I know I will watch it eventually, for sure. All right, let's do HBO Max. We're almost done. HBO Max, we have uh, Reminiscence. Uh, I yeah. saw this at a screening, and it has a lot of 
Im impressive elements to it. Maybe if I was more of a sci-fi person, I might have liked it better. Uh, it obviously, it looks beautiful. You've got this kind of weird Miami underwater kind of aesthetic. Yeah. And you also have beautiful effects with this whole memory machine. But I just didn't love the romance. And I'm a romance person. I didn't feel mm -hmm. the chemistry. I, I don't know. I just didn't become invested. And so... I, it became kind of a slog to sit through, in my opinion. It has a lot of good ideas. And I like the fact that you have a female director making original ideas, yeah. but I didn't love it. What do you think? I like this movie. I like this movie. I, I felt like I was one of the only ones at first because it was getting a lot of negativity. Um, but I, I really, I vibe with a film that has this kind of, you know, hardcore mystery, slow pace until the end, try to figure everything out feel. Uh, it felt like Blade Runner in terms of the post-apocalyptic world that they were living in. Obviously, some of the shots weren't as beautiful, but I still thought it looked really good. Um, and I like Hugh Jackman. I'm a Hugh Jackman fan. I'm with I'm with you on the romance, though. That's what kind of kept it from uh, being a great movie, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But I, I, you know, myself i read a couple of reviews that were positive but uh, i i really like this movie mm -hmm. i think that's the one this year that i'm going yeah. to be on the other side of than most people yeah the other thing for me that it missed is if if i whether it was in a memory or however however it would be if i was able to sort of relive and spend time with the people that have passed on that would be like so devastating and in my review i played a clip of this there's yeah. this country song Justin Moore called if heaven wasn't too far away. He mm -hmm. talks about how oh, he would go and take his kids to meet their grandfather. And, and you know, just thinking, and, like I ball listening to that song. <laughs> I love that song so much. Yeah. But, and I felt like that was something they could have done better in this movie of like the emotion of reliving mm -hmm. these memories. Sure. You know, how yeah. that would feel if you were all of a sudden in the same room with somebody who had passed on your love. That yeah. would be devastating. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, with you. But it's not awful, but it was just, I couldn't go press on it. Uh, so then we have the 100-foot wave. And this is a really cool series about this uh, surfer named Garrett McNamara. And he's a very famous surfer. And uh, he and this group uh, spent all this time outside of Portugal trying to figure out how to surf the 100-foot wave. That was the goal. And so it's basically following them on kind of their journey. And I really like surfing documentaries. Uh, the Endless Summer is, is so good. If you've never seen that, it's really great. Uh, and uh, so I really enjoyed this. I love, uh, I love the ocean so much. And I love going to the beach. And I've actually been surfing on the North Shore in Hawaii before. And so I just love that whole thing. So I enjoyed it. Me too. That's one of the coolest things I've ever done when we went to Hawaii. I was in ninth grade i was in ninth grade and we went surfing and it was it was so cool i haven't heard of this so oh, this yeah. is this is interesting i'm gonna have to check this out <laughs> it sounds good yeah this is really good okay then we had space jam a new legacy and this uh was in theaters and then hbo max and i gave it a i actually did give it a mild re recommendation um because i thought it was like just funny enough with don Cheadle and I liked the whole sequence where they were going to all the different worlds and collecting all of the mm -hmm. Looney Tunes. I thought that was pretty fun. And I thought, you know, it had a pretty nice message about family and 
and uh, being yourself and, and uh, all that. So I didn't love it, but I thought it was okay, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't uh I wasn't a big fan of this. You know, mm-hmm. I just thought it really missed the mark. And and this could be me expecting a Space Jam sequel. It just didn't feel like a Space mm-hmm. Jam sequel cuz for me the focus should have been, you know, obviously you've got the relationships. For me I I wanted more Looney Tunes, which are barely in the movie other than Bugs, yeah. and I wanted more basketball, uh which is not in the movie at all because what they do at the end was a video game it wasn't basketball so i was i was disappointed in those two elements yeah. and i just thought all the other characters kind of overshadowed what makes space jam space jam but this is me approaching it from a perspective of you know having a lot of nostalgia for the original which i don't think is a great movie overall uh, mm-hmm. but i like the simplicity of that first one i thought this one got a little overly yeah. convoluted but for families I, I think families will enjoy it and if you're a fan of lebron i think you'll enjoy yeah. it and it, they did some weird things like why are the the people from clockwork orange in the you know like just strange <laughs> reasons like so i love the movie thinking, who is this movie made for yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <sighs> Very uh, odd. Very odd references. Weird. Yeah. But instead, instead of watching Space Jam, just watch the new Looney Tunes cartoons on HBO Max. They are, Those are great. Those are so yeah. good. Yes. Yeah. Or I, mean, I was going to mention it, but the um, the Animaniacs reboot is also great. Um, it is. Absolutely. So watch both of those way better than yes, Space Jam. I agree. Yeah. Okay. And uh, then last one was the Suicide Squad. I haven't, I haven't seen it. You got a chance to see it. What do you think? It is my favorite movie of the year. I I loved it. I I thought it was outstanding. It's, it's very violent. So uh, again, not maybe the most appropriate movie um, for, for the Hallmark podcast, (laughs) because it's very violent and it's very uh, heavy on those James Gunn isms that we've seen in his more horror outings. But uh, in terms of character development, giving us the, just such a simple story. I, I made the Mad Max comparison, right? What is Mad Max? What's the plot? Well, they take a road trip to here and then they take a road trip back. That's the movie. Suicide Squad. You get dropped in on a mission. You got to complete the mission or your head gets blown up. That's the movie. And it's very simple. But I love the fact that you already have all of the rules pre-established from the first film. But you're just trying to build up these new characters. And it helps having some of the other characters like Amanda Waller and Harley Quinn that you know to kind of get you back into this world. But then you have John Cena and Idris Elba and King Shark, which is like the the ultimate meme now. I love King Shark. What a fantastic character. And I, I love this this world. I'm a, I'm a big superhero fan. So obviously, you know, Shang-Chi's outstanding and, and this movie's outstanding. But for me, this one, it, it kind of did over way more honestly than what I expected it to do with such a simple premise. And that's why I love the movie. I just, I, I thought this was uh, DCEU's best, but one of DC's best mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that kind of humor. So I didn't think I would like sure. it. I, maybe down the road, I'll eventually check it out. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, unless I really think I'm going to like it, I tend to yeah. avoid superhero movies. Because it's just not <laughs> fared well for me in the past. Um, oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I, I agree with that. When the controversy comes, and it is a little bit of controversy because yeah. the you have the Snyder fans hating on this movie, and and it's a little bit of a clash online. I'm so like, I'm just trying to back out of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So for Paramount Plus, there was just two releases. We had A Quiet Place Part Two, 
that's now available on Paramount Plus. And then we all had, which is very similar, we had the Paw Patrol, the movie, which is also available <laughs> on Paramount Plus. <laughs> and so, what did you think of A Quiet Place Part Two? Love it. So love good. it. I big fan of the first. You know, it was one of my favorites of that year. And Krasinski just carries it. It's like we never left the world, you know, and mm-hmm. I know there was a big gap and we delayed release dates, but I, I went right back into this movie and it just felt so consistent with both quality, great characters and Killian Murphy. I just, I love everything about this movie. It is, it is absolutely one of the best of the year. I agree. I would say if you combine the two together, it's one of my favorite thrillers I've ever seen. I agree. I, I love the whole feeling of family and you're just rooting for them. And it creates such great atmosphere where you are tense and you are just, oh, I'm going to make it. And I, mm-hmm. so I think that works really, really well. And I yeah. love, uh, I think her name is Millicent, the yes. daughter. Yes. She is unbelievable. Millicent Simmons? I yeah, I think that's her name. Yeah. Yeah. She is so good. I thought she... Uh, was even better in the second one than in the first. And it was just great. So uh, definitely that's one you all should see if you can handle something that's a little bit tense. <laughs> I still, my only real critique is I don't love the design of the monsters. I think they're sure. not the best. Yeah. But. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, so yeah, Paw Patrol, the movie. So people sometimes get annoyed when you say like, this movie is made for children. Because... <laughs> They, that doesn't mean that's not an excuse that it should be bad. Like it should mm-hmm. be well made for children, but like you can't review a movie like Paw Patrol the movie without considering its target demographic. It's not made for me. It's made for literally pre-K, like toddlers, <laughs> three to five. This movie yeah. is made for like three to five year olds, and for that level, it's it's really good. It's really cute. It has a really simple message. It's got. Some fun animations, some fun little action sequences. I enjoyed it. I thought it was cute, and the kids that uh, that uh, they were watching it with me, they seemed to think it was cute too. And they did this whole thing where they had uh, a um, like toddler specific screening that they did, where you, they had the lights up and and uh, and um, they had uh, uh, the sound t- down so it wasn't blasting in the little kids' ears. I think oh. that's a cool idea and a cool concept that they brought in. It's Paw Patrol, the movie. It's for little little children. <laughs> I didn't see this movie, Rachel, but I, I I love the way you approach things sometimes because, and I'll I'll even make this mistake sometimes. It's like sometimes we just forget the target demographic of yeah. of a film. So. When I'm reviewing a romantic comedy, when I'm reviewing something maybe uh, occasionally outside of my comfort zone, I have to look at what it's built for and what it's made for and if it captures that audience. And if Paw Patrol does that, which again, I I haven't seen it. I I didn't see it because I wasn't familiar with the other show, but um, then I think that's a win in my book. And everybody was freaking out like, why is this so positive on Rotten Tomatoes? And I'm like, guys, if it's a movie for kids that works for kids then in my opinion, it's a movie that's going to work. So I, I love the fact that you approach it that way, Rachel. It's 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 a good way to do it. Well, and and they didn't have a bunch of like wink, wink humor for adults, which I hate that. 
I, mm-hmm. I every every once in a while they can pull it off and it'll be good but for the most part I think I Pixar pulls it off really well but some other movies that I've seen do not yeah but they don't tend to be too tawdry like it's entertaining but like even sometimes the Shrek movies go too far for me where I'm like mm. I don't need that in my um my animated film but it, well speaking of that we an, an example of a movie that I thought did terribly with that was Boss Baby Family Business yeah. Uh, when you have like a whole sequence done to the Rocky Horror Picture Show music, <laughs> Time Warp, and you have, uh, I don't know, I just, I can't, I've stricken it from my mind because I found it really just in poor taste. And I'm just, I don't like this baby. I don't like the design of the characters. They've got these huge bulbous heads. And, and I, the only part I liked was the little girl. She was pretty cute. She's very sweet. And I yeah. wish the whole movie just been out of her and not these two brothers and the baby. I I can't. I I don't like the first one. I don't like this. And you know, it just makes me sad because DreamWorks used to be a studio that put out like prestige animation. Mm-hmm. And then this year they've gotten they had the uh Spirits Untamed movie. And then this. Yeah. It's not good. Not yeah, good. it's it's not good. I, I I'll give my positives. I think the design of of some of these situations they get in the the colors and the background. Yeah. I thought the opening sequence it was very colorful, very beautiful. Uh, kind of with you on the character designs. I don't love the character designs. I just feel like this movie is too confident in itself when mm-hmm. it's not funny. You right. know what I mean? It's so like we're gonna do the shtick and you're gonna like the shtick and. For me, it didn't work in the first movie. I, I felt like I was one of the only, well, I guess not one of the only ones. Um, can you believe that got nominated for an Oscar, by oh the way? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> here is your name. Oh, don't. Uh, that You just, you punched me in the gut or you, you punched me in the chest just now. That hurt. Um, yeah. And you know what? If If it happens again, something's wrong here. Okay. Because this movie... There are, it's, you know, it has its fans. I've seen some people on Letterboxd that enjoyed the film, but I just don't like this series. I don't like this series. It didn't work for me. To me, if you had like a pyramid of humor, right? Like bottom is like America, the motion picture, like foul (laughs) toilet humor. That's the bottom to me. Next level is like talking babies and silly nuns. Mm. <laughs> That's yeah. like the next level. And then it goes on from there. Like it's just ah, uh, it's just not good. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I I I don't know. I, I just felt like there were so many jokes that were for the adults that were not in a good taste, in my opinion. And but yeah, the animation does have its moments, but again. DreamWorks, they made Prince well, of Egypt, one of the most beautiful films yeah. ever made. And it and it moves like, so I, I talked about pacing with the Captain Carter yeah. episode. It moves like the Lego movie without the charm right. of the Lego movie. So everything's happening so fast and it's, and it's coming up and the babies are doing this and they're flying down the stairs and they're going on this adventure. And I'm just like, if there was a little charm here or some jokes that landed, like the Lego yeah. movie was like that, but everything was hilarious, in my opinion. This right. film is the opposite. You know, some okay themes at the end of the day. I love the concept of family, this and that. But if you don't land uh, with that humor, then it's not going to work for me. And this movie just didn't work for me, I unfortunately. Agree. 
So there we go. We did it. We covered everything. Yeah. I can't believe that. That is crazy. <laughs> so let us know, because there is so much out there. Nobody can cover it all. Let us know what you've been watching on streaming and what you like, what you think about our opinions on these different uh, properties. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments or on Twitter. And Austin, thanks so much for joining us. Where can people find you? Of course, you guys can find me on uh, YouTube, Austin Burke, Letterboxd, Austin Burke, and Twitter and Instagram at the Burkinator. Trying to watch everything I possibly can and cover uh, every little detail uh, coming from the news and, and movies, pop culture, all of that. Uh, but Rachel, I want to thank you for having me on. These are always so much fun to do. Yeah, we'll definitely have to have you on come Christmas. Uh, yes, that would be really absolutely. fun. Uh, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And also make sure you're following the podcast at Home Cookies Pod and the Home Cookies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really, really helps us a lot. So there is a thing called the Discover Pods Awards. And we would love to be submitted for the nomination for TV, Best TV and Movies and Best Ooh. Overall Podcast. So I'll put a link in the description. So if you all, it only takes like 30 seconds to submit uh, at our podcast to the awards that we would love to be considered. So if you could check that out, we would so appreciate it. And uh, so thanks for that. Uh, we also have our patron group and merch store. Uh, so we so appreciate the support over there. And thanks again, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye, everyone. Bye.